How to have it all. There's this notion going around that we can't have our cake and eat it too. And we're here to call BS on that. You can. You can dominate. You can have an incredible relationship. Thrive in your career. Have all the money in the world. And be a good person all at the same time. How? Habit. We have this definition of habits that is extremely limited. There's nothing but duality in life. There's up, there's down. There's good, there's bad. There's abundant, and there's scarcity. And our definition of habit is rooted in lack. It's rooted in scarcity. Why? Well, because more often than not, when we think about habits, more specifically if we're answering the question, do you have any habits you'd like to change? You think about bad habits. When you think about habits or anything of that nature, you're usually thinking about health and fitness. You're thinking about whether you drink too much. You're thinking about whether you bite your nails. You're thinking about all of these negative things. And that association is what's keeping us tied to a life of limitation. You can't have it all. If your habits, your daily disciplines, your daily actions are not rooted in success. Let me explain. Success, happiness, fulfillment, pride, joy, love, all of these incredible things that we're after don't exist anywhere in the future. They exist here and now. Really, that's the only thing that exists, the present moment. And that means that in order to have a future that has all of these things in it, you have to become it. Buddha has this quote that says, in order to travel the path, you must first become the path. And what that translates to is, in order to be successful, you have to be successful, or happy, or loving, or all of these things that we aspire to acquire. It's not Somewhere in the future. It's all rooted in how we do our lives on a day-to-day basis. Success is not something you achieve. It's something you do. Freedom is not something you achieve. It's something you do. Love. Pride. Joy. All of these incredible things are not things that you achieve. They're things that you do. Which means we have full control over them at all times. And the thing that is stopping us, that whole notion of me versus me, that version of us that we are working against, or rather that's working against us, exists only in our habits, our patterns, our reactions. We have to first expand what we look at habits as. So what is the expanded definition of what habits are? Well, for starters, we have to abandon the definition that habits are simply physical actions that we take. We have to understand that our entire life, everything that we experience, where we end up when everything is said and done, is simply a matter of cause and effect. Everything is cause and effect. Our lives are comprised of a string of if-thens. We have a set of policies and procedures, if you will. If this happens, then I do this. If this happens, then I do this. And when you understand that, 
you realize that habits are not just simple little actions that you do on a day-to-day basis. They run a lot deeper than that. Your fight-or-flight response is a habit. Whether you fight or you flight is a habit. Everything that we do is rooted in habit. And that's why there's this saying, we are creatures of habit. When you internalize this and you understand this, you start to ask, what more is there to a habit? Let me answer that. Thoughts. Emotions. Feelings. Aspirations. Anxiety. Confidence. Happiness. Sadness. You name it, it's rooted in a habit. Why? Because if somebody looks at you funny, then you're going to feel insecure. If, then. Now your whole entire world of habits has completely opened up. But that's not something to be afraid of. Because habits aren't just installed by default. We put them there. That means that we can change it. And in this episode, we're going to dive into how habits have completely changed our lives, changing our habits. And we became the path. And we started traveling at light speed. Momentum and the whole snowball effect and rapid change is not difficult. There is an initial phase that where you got to get acclimated and you got to integrate it into your schedule and your daily routine and you got to unwire things from your body because that's what habits are. There's neurological patterns that are in you that are keeping you from being extraordinary and experiencing life how you want them to. It's literally hardwired, ingrained into us. And when you understand this, you can unravel that and replace it with habits that serve you. That's what we did. And that's what we're here for. Wow. Like that concept is, it's crazy to think about because, I mean, I I love the way you framed it. It's, habits are everything. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. Like every, habits are everything. I was um, listening to a Joe Dispenza, it was a talk that my mom had sent me. And there, there's a book by Joe Dispenza mm-hmm. called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Yes. And my mom had sent me a talk on that specific concept. He did a talk with somebody. But um, like how you think and how you feel, you can have a habit of how you think and how you feel. Yeah. And when you do it for a long time, it becomes your personality. Right. Which is such an interesting concept, mm-hmm. right? And people just say, oh, that's just my personality, mm-hmm. and they think that they can't change that, which is completely false. Mm-hmm. It's rather mind-boggling. It's, cra- it's crazy, because we box ourselves in. We think we. I think in some previous episode, we looked at, or we were talking about how we view things, and how we like forfeit our control, and we're like, oh, I'm just not confident, and we kind of equate confidence with, like, as a gene, like obesity. Yeah. Right? And and when you do that, you completely forfeit your control. And I I mean, now the deeper that we understand that, I think some people do that as a means of um foregoing responsibility. They they don't want they don't want to take the responsibility for themselves. Oh yeah, it's much I mean, we always talk about how change is difficult. So mm-hmm. thinking about breaking the habit of being yourself, like I've been this way for 28, 29 years of my life, or maybe more, and 
I can't change. That mm-hmm. sounds terrifying to change who you are and like what you believe in and everything you stand for completely change. I mean, change, if you don't change, you're not growing. No. And a lot of people want to grow without the change and it's not going to happen. It doesn't happen because like the definition, like everything is duality, right? So like if you're not growing, you're staying the same. And if you're looking to have more, well, it literally by definition outside of what you are. If, if it wasn't outside of what you are, then you would have it already. So you have to become more so you can have more. I think um, what really helped us was that we wanted so badly a life of fulfillment and happiness and we just wanted to be able to love ourselves and do whatever we wanted and mm-hmm. take care of ourselves and it wasn't until, I mean, you started waking up at 4 a.m. every day and then um, you were essentially living this life that I wanted. You had mm-hmm. so much time for yourself in the morning and by the time that I was awake, you had already filled your cup so full by just being with yourself and taking time for yourself and meditating and stretching and just taking care of your mind and your body at that point, mm-hmm. right? Like, And it was just so nice to see you when I woke up first thing in the morning, you were already like just happy as a clam. You had walked outside and connected with yourself. And it was just so nice to see. And I wanted to do that. Mm-hmm. Like, because I would wake up and I would feel behind. Like, because then you were ready to work. And I wanted to, I wanted, I love getting ready to work right away. But I wanted to take time for myself and work out and do all these things. So then I started waking up earlier. And essentially, those are things that, we wanted and we thought that it was a future thing, but it wasn't until we started doing it every single day and making it a habit mm-hmm. that it's now ingrained in us. Mm-hmm. So if there's a day that we're off and we don't get the proper steps in, I guess, um, we don't even, it doesn't throw us off. It doesn't ruin us. There's nothing negative or bad about it. It's just, okay, we move on. Yeah. But I love that Buddha quote that you have to, you can't travel the path unless you become the path itself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's such a powerful saying. Yeah. Because it, it's... It pierces... a it, it pierces or intersects or coincides, whatever you want to call it, with the, with the MVM life model, right? Like, there's only three tenses. There's the past, the present, and the future. And the only thing that actually exists is right now. Like, mm-hmm. this exact moment mm-hmm. that we're talking, this exact moment that anybody is listening... Like, what I said in the beginning of this podcast doesn't exist anymore. Right. It's a memory. So, this moment is all that exists. And so, if I want to be successful, then in this moment, I can be that. If I want to be happy, then in this moment, I can be that. And then in the next moment, I can choose that again. And I can choose that again. And I can choose that again. And what that does is it bumps up against this whole concept of decision fatigue. Yeah. Because at every single moment, you have to decide. You have to choose something. You have to choose up or down, love or lack. And if you want to live a life of love, you have to choose it every moment. Mm-hmm. But that bumps up against decision, against decision fatigue. So if you have to consciously choose it all day, you're going to break that threshold and you're going to start making the, uh, the wrong decision. That's why habits exist. Your body is designed, your brain is designed to be an efficiency machine. And it, it wants to automate it. And like in Think and Grow Rich, which I'm reading right now, he, he Napoleon Hill's calling it auto-suggestion. 
And that that's all it is. Like you you put it there at some point. And then you repeated it. And through repetition, your body, your subconscious adopted that and said, okay, this is just who we are. And that's what I'm saying. Like that concept of your subconscious, like your body just understanding and thinking that this is who you are. Mm-hmm. Essentially, your personality yeah, can be changed, though. That's what's yeah. like, whoa. Yeah. And, and th- for, for me, like for me, waking up in the morning, I've always been a morning person. But if you would have told me wake up at 5 a.m., I would have been like, no, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I wake up at 5? Like, currently not working. What's the point of waking up at 5 a.m.? Well, it's because then now I have time to meditate. I have time to work out. I have time without worry. I'm a, I'm a time person. Mm-hmm. I'm, I like to be on schedule mm-hmm. and do things at a specific time. So in order to fill my cup so I can appropriately do things, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. And now it's ingrained in me. It's There's no decision fatigue. I just know that this is what I have to do. And with that comes fulfillment. Mm-hmm. When I fill my cup, I feel happier. I lo- I'm loving myself. I'm taking care of myself. I feel good. Now I I run with those feelings and those high vibe emotions throughout the day. Mm-hmm. That's and that is exactly it. Like when you started to wake up earlier, it started that one decision, just to wake up earlier. That's it. Changed the trajectory of your life. Right? Would you Would you say that it had like a domino effect? Oh, absolutely. Because when you, I mean, I woke up earlier and therefore I had more time. Um, I was trying to figure out where to fit in meditation in there because before I was meditating when I was tired, which just put me to sleep and Mm -hmm. I didn't, I wanted to actually meditate. Um, So I decided to wake up and do it in the morning. And then after we meditate, we go work out. And then that, we, then we take a cold shower. Like it's just, it's, it's like compounding on these incredible habits first thing in the morning as a morning routine and then starting my day off like first thing I attack in the morning I get it done with such efficiency Mm -hmm. and effectiveness that I'm just like oh wow like it's just it it, habits that make you feel so much better I don't know how to explain it no yeah and it makes your life feel easy yeah like that's where that's what like you I don't know who has this who said this quote but it's a pillar of how we now live our lives, right? Like, in life, you must either suffer the pain of discipline or live with the pain of discipline or suffer the pain of regret. You got a choice. You can choose discipline or you can choose regret. And when you just think about that, what does that mean? Either I'm going to discipline myself to doing this thing that I don't really feel like... It's foregoing instant gratification for delayed gratification. And that is also indicative of how critical everything you do on a day-to-day basis is to where you end up. Well, I mean, it does... it, It makes sense. Like, if you want all these things... You want all of these things, right? That's... You want to be someone who meditates. You want to be mm-hmm. somebody who works out. You want to be somebody who is loving and kind and joyous and happy and fulfilled. If you want all of those things, how the hell do you expect to get it if you're not doing those things today? Like, yeah, like, like, duh. And I mean, I'm saying it, duh, because now I'm doing those things and I feel all those things today because I'm actually doing the things, but you have to do them. Mm-hmm. 
I think everybody thinks that it's, it's the instant versus delayed gratification. Everybody thinks that, oh, yeah, it, it'll happen. It's going to happen someday. Someday, yeah. But no, you have to put in the work. This life doesn't come handed to you on a silver freaking platter. Like, it just doesn't. You're a blank slate. Yeah. You come into the world as a blank slate. And when, say you're a little kid, you jump on a coffee table. Every adult around you is like, no, 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 get off. Then you get off and you're like, huh. That was the first time you did it. You're like, okay. So I think, potentially, if I get on the coffee table, then I'm going to get in trouble. I'm not entirely sure because it was the first time. I'll try again later. You try again the next day. You get on the coffee table, same reaction. You're like, oh, God. And now they're, they're a little more mad. They're like, well, what are you doing? We told you yesterday, don't get on the coffee table. You're like, okay. I'm pretty sure now, if I get on the coffee table, then I get in trouble. You'd try it a third time just to see. You need to you need to understand the data. You're trying to establish a baseline. <laughs> then you get slapped. <laughs> exactly. Right? So now you're third third time you get on the table, you get like you said, you get slapped. You get on the table, you get backhanded or whatever, and then you're like, okay, so for sure if I get on the coffee table, I'm gonna die. Yeah. Right? So now your brain stores that. Why? Because it's designed to keep us alive. So now you have a comfort zone and you have a discomfort zone you have something that's safe you have something that invokes fear you have stagnancy complacency you have a known and you have an unknown because what happened first time you got on the coffee table they yelled at you second time they got mad at you third time they slapped you what happens the fourth time i'm not so sure so now you have an unknown I don't want to go there. No. And then last week's episode, we talked about the boxes. Mm-hmm. Now you got your first box. Yep. And now you have a pattern established. And then next time you do something that you get in trouble for, you start to associate getting in trouble, all of these different things, things that are good for you, things that are bad for you, and you build what you do. You only allow yourself to do things that are within the confines of what you know, mm-hmm. and that establishes your habits. But you've traveled down that path for forever. So there's no more hidden buckets of gold on that. There's no more hidden bliss or hidden joy or hidden love. You've used, you've gotten it all. It exists where you have these boxes. It exists outside of what you do. So you have to change that. Your habits breed your complacency. That Your habits is where the lesser version of you lives. And that's why when you changed, when you started to wake up earlier... Right? Like one decision breaks the entire pattern. Mm-hmm. And now you can stack. You can just go, okay, boom, 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 boom. The pattern's already broken. Yeah. And now you can you can leverage a little bit of willpower to install these new things. But if you don't ever break the habit and you're trying to run off of willpower or motivation or whatever you're trying to use, it's not going to work because you were literally going against years of neurological circuitry. Right. <laughs> Like, I don't know. I mean, to it's me, just so interesting. Like, I just love talking about it yeah. and connecting all the dots that we've been um, working so hard to bring together. But it's all connected. It all makes sense. Yeah. Um, something I wanted to bring up, which is just hilarious. And one of the clients in our, the MVM lab, she was talking about how um, when we were younger, like our parents would yell at us. Mm. 
for turning on the light in the car. Yeah. Like, life was about to end. Like, the cops were going to get... get yeah, yeah, we were going to get in so much trouble or something bad could really happen if we turned on the light. And that just... Th- that kind of brought that up to me because for so long, it's just we have a fear of turning on that damn light mm-hmm. when now we know as adults driving our own cars that if you turn on the light, nothing happens. Mm-hmm. I still avoid it. Sometimes you turn the light on and I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. I don't like, and I have no understanding and reason why. And that's, I think it's important to understand that. Yes. When we were younger, we have things that happened that made us guard our heart, made us guard our true selves. Or just go- freedom. Yeah. Like they keep you limited. Like, what do you, what is the harm in turning on this little light? Like, I do want to, we should ask our parents why they did that to us. We'll, we'll come back to y'all and tell you why. why. Yeah, probably because we curious. were like f- leaning from the back seat over the, th- I mean, it definitely was probably a safety hazard, but they just told us that we were going to get locked up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know, and, and that's where like, that's the perfect example. I'm glad you brought that up. That's the perfect example. You don't wake up every single day, step in your car. And then think about not turning it on, otherwise you're going to get arrested. Yeah. It's something that just happens randomly, but that if then exists in your mind, you have something established there. Like, look both ways before you cross the street. Yeah. Every time before you cross the street, you look left and right, and then you cross. If I'm getting ready to cross the street, I got to look left and right. Right? Like, think before you speak. Okay, so if I'm about to speak, I must first think. Really bad at that one. I am so bad at that that's good. No, like that's good, right? Yeah. Because uh, until you get yourself out of your own way, thinking is the worst thing that you can do because y- your thoughts are habits. Right. They're patterns. And that's like so interesting. Yeah, like your your emotional responses, it's like I don't know why I got mad. Like I, I just I always get mad when people do that. I always, I just always get mad when people do that. I always get mad. I always I, Yeah, you do always. And then every single time you do it again, you're just cementing that into who you are. I really hope our listeners are feeling as mind blown as we are. And we've heard yeah. this multiple times before, but it's just talking about it out loud and connecting the dots. I, I really hope if you guys are listening and you like it, please let us know because, mm-hmm. or if it's confusing, let us know. Cause yeah. sometimes we just babble. Well, we co- we're just connecting <laughs> things on such a deep level that like we just, we get it. And sometimes we forget that we get it and that we have mics on. So if it's way out there, let us know. But we're no doubt going to do multiple episodes on habits. On habits, yeah, because this is, this is way too deep. This is just the surface level yeah. scratching it, meaning that every, pretty much everything you do from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed is a habit. Mm-hmm. From the way you think to the, way, from the way you, to the way you feel to the actions that you're doing. And if you're living a life that's not serving you, you can change it. Mm-hmm. Because it's just a habit mm-hmm. that we need to break. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're breaking the habit of being yourself. Joe Dispenza, it's a book. Get it, read it, it's awesome. Yeah. And like, what, like, I just wanna give a quick example of how habits can sabotage our days. Mm-hmm. So let's say it's a Tuesday, a random Tuesday, and you're just going through your day, business as usual, you're on autopilot. You're not really thinking about it. You just pull your phone out without thinking. You just turn the radio down when you see a cop passing on the other side of the freeway without thinking. You just pour your coffee without consciously paying attention to it. You're just going through life, right? Going through the motions. Something unknown happens. Somebody cuts you off in traffic. What happens? You get angry. Mm-hmm. 
Guess why? Because your pattern's broken. So that lesser version of you that's running your life on autopilot uh-huh. is like, are you kidding me? We were doing just fine. This was not scheduled. <laughs> How dare you? You didn't even use your blinker. And then the next person uses their blinker and they're like, you're so inconvenient. Like, you just get mad because you it, it was unknown. When you become reactive to life, it's because you're operating out of unknown. You're not anticipating it because you're literally engulfed in the pattern. And you have an exact idea in your body. Your body, your subconscious mind has an exact idea of what your day's supposed to be. And if anything happens that's outside of that, if somebody calls you at an inconvenient time, you're just like, are you... And now you have no reason to be getting mad. Yeah. But you do. And when you really sit down to consciously think about it, you're like, logically, I don't know why I'm mad. But I just did. And now you start coming up with reasons to justify that. And then you just cement it. Oh, we're so, like, our, the lesser version of ourselves is so good at justifying poor behavior, which entails habits. Yeah. So good at it. Like, well, oh yeah, I I needed to do this because this, this, this. Mm-hmm. I know, I know some days when the best version of me is not out and about. Mm-hmm. Wow. The excuses <laughs> that I can come up with are phenomenal, but now I know better and I know that she's good. Yeah. The lesser version of me is good. Yeah. Like f- resistance. Yeah. It, it brings with its best friend is uh, rationalization. So when you start rationalizing things, you're like, okay, hold up. And that's the whole we say it all the time. We're like, we know too much. We know too much. It's it's sometimes it's inc- a very I mean, difficult thing. <laughs> it's a difficult thing, but it's it's amazing because you can you once you install the habit of that's all all that's all it is. You're just updating your operating system. Yeah, that literally is all it is. You're just updating your operating system. I love it. Um, what are some takeaways that we can give our listeners since we? babbled quite a bit about habits. <laughs> I love the um, title of this, How to Have It All. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so give us three ways to have it all. Ooh, good question. Um, so three ways to have it all. One, expand your definition of what a habit is. Understand that a habit is not just singular. It's, it's everything. habits are the fabric of our life. Two, get curious about yourself. Get curious about what, if then, like what what thing is uh, rooted in a lesser version of you that's holding you back. Tip or hint, it's not going to be what you think it is at first. What we focus on as the, um, what we typically think is the cause is actually the effect. We we have our um, lens on looking from downwards, looking upwards. We need to shift it, shift the paradigm, and look from the upwards down. Turn the turn the coin over. Um, and the next thing is uh, experiment. Learn uh, what behaviors you want to change. Learn what emotions or thought patterns and things like that you want to change, and then experiment with uh, changing them. There's a habit loop. There's um, you need to understand what is your cue. Like, so there's a habit loop that's cue, routine, reward, repeat. Right? So there's a trigger. There's something that you do, a behavior, which could be a physical, mental, emotional thing. 
and then there's a reward, which is a predicted outcome. And we become addicted to that predicted outcome. So. I love that. Quickly, um, based off of that, some people, like, we, we hear that some people are just addicted to. Problems. Problems. <laughs> right. They, I mean, we get, we get some sort of a high with the chemicals that release when there's. Um, problems or stress in our lives and we get addicted to that feeling of having problems constantly sounds crazy but it's true and we all know who that one person is who always has problems when you talk to them on mm-hmm. the phone mm-hmm. and that's exactly what that is is they're addicted to problems it's it's they've believed that is just who they are right. and life they, they're having a stroke of bad luck for like 43 years for like 43 years it's like exactly yeah, like that's like- not how luck works if it did then I'd be hitting the casino every weekend <laughs> Like, (laughs) anyways, that's all for today. Thank you for tuning in and uh, let us know your comments. Please subscribe to the podcast. And if you found this helpful, tap in with us. Let us know what you loved about it. If this was confusing to you, even if you hated this, let us know. Let us know so we can break that pattern, too. (laughs) And until next time, remember, it's it's me me versus versus me. me.